Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Alice. Hey, Reza- now. Greg, what are you doing here? Hey, what do you mean? What I- Allison, where, did you, where did you come from, Greg? I came from the world of childish, and I just want to make sure that your listeners know that you're just as wonderful on the, on the other podcast you do. What if they don't have kids? Don't need them. You don't need them. A lot of our listeners actually tell us they don't have kids. We talk about sex. We talk about all sorts of dirty stuff, but also parenting stuff. Yeah, so. Check out Childish, new episodes every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, hi, hello, welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here in the studio with none other than the man I am married to with whom I have two children and a very messy house, Daniel Quantz. Oh, good, I was hoping it was going to be me. If it, I know, I know. I wasn't sure. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So, big news. Really? Ish. Okay. Big-ish news yeah. for listeners of the podcast. And now, I feel wrong sharing this with someone other than Tony. I almost want to call him up to share it, but the people need to hear it. I can't, it can't wait. Is he getting a promotion? No. <laughs> I don't offer those. There's, oh. this is just, it's very... Um, there's one track. Okay. You just are my producer. It's binary. Okay, yeah. so we're recording in mono, and it's simplifying his work. <laughs> Actually, we are in mono now. Um, no, that's not... Here's what it is. You should advertise that. Now in mono. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no longer in Dolby. No. Here's the thing. Mm. We had been doing termite updates for a long time. Oh. When I would chat with Tone Zone before I brought in a guest, even though, full disclosure, the guest was sitting here the whole time, but they just would sit there not knowing if they should talk or not until eventually I got to the point where I'm like, okay, we'll bring you in after Mm -hmm. we talk about bugs. Mm. Anyway, I got tired of doing the termite updates, but Mm. the listeners demanded them. I was like, you guys, it's the same update every time. We were told we were going to have to pay thousands of dollars to spray for termites. And then I said, I'm going to take it into my own hands. You said, Allison, don't do that. And I said, um, I said, it's 2019. A woman can spray, and I did some spraying, and no more termites. Like that was it. There was no more to the story. But people were like, "I tune in for the updates," and then I got to put up with a guest. What did you spray? Um, something that's not even for termites. Some kind of like clinical strength raid. Hmm. It it even has a little lock on the bottle, and then when you spray it, it goes. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one. And it says not for termites on the bottle? It doesn't say. It leaves it up to you. Hmm. It says, it says maybe, wink, wink. Anyway, here's the thing. Like I said, there was never an, you know, eventually the updates fizzled because I I wanted to end them way earlier, but people tuned in for them. I was like everyone's favorite termite podcast. So, So I've got a termite update. Okay. And it is. 
don't think I don't notice Wait, that you're it, trying is to it, is it, speed me along, trying to push me through this thing that is mu- my brand. You need a music sting to bring you into termite update. It's like no, it's just the sound of people. It's the sound of people turning it off and finding a different podcast. Right. It's the sound of people screaming, pulling out their earbuds and and throwing their phone okay, in the ocean. Okay, and the termite update is... I don't know if I'm ready yet. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. Should I bring it up now or should I talk about Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell us about the termite update. I don't know. Maybe I should do iTunes comments. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> there is a dead bug oh. in the studio. Dun, dun, dun. So there was a there was a termite. Uh, he got in here somehow. I don't know if it's a termite. Looks like one. But me. I ran it by you, and I said, "Is this a termite?" And you said, "It might be." It looked like I didn't get close enough, but it looked like one. From there, there might be a termite in the studio. Now it's far away from where I found the droppings previously, and we know they can't travel farther than a few inches from where the droppings are. They, I don't need your sass. They die. Uh, I don't need the so, sass. I don't can we need talk the about guff. raid for a second. I don't need the back talk. Raid. Will so, say, and hang on, oh, don't. That is enough of an update. Okay, go ahead. I'm. You told me the people are into this, so. Well, I just. I might this have... is on you, listener. <laughs> <laughs> I might have termites. That's it. I. I feel like they gathered that from the existence of a termite. I don't want to be accused of leaving. Um, a stone unturned, leaving and you, and you don't. a loop unclosed. You know what I always do, though? What? This is something that I'm so bad at. I don't close email loops. We've talked about it on the show before. For example, in. when Jensen showed up to guest on the show when I had already filled the guest spot, oh. um, right. I, I'll be like, are you available? And then they'll write back and say, yes, I am. And then I'm like, great. And I don't confirm i really need to do that yeah yeah here hold on i gotta take this metal straw out of my cup because it's clanking um could you have sucked on that straw any louder um this is uh cinema for the ears but no one but not okay um no i want to talk about raid for a second real quick you know the different kinds of raid will say like for this bug for that bug and usually it's you know they'll have a list of bugs and then there's always the question, because you have some other exotic kind of bug. Like, we had hornets. Right. And we got a... We had a, a hornet and a hornet's nest. Right. And so then you're like, well, this is good for all these other flying bugs, but it doesn't say hornets. Right. And I, I think that what Raid needs to do mm. is just have a list of every kind of insect, and then what... Maybe on a website... And then have what this particular spray does to it. Like, this one will just make it sad for a week. Or Mm. this one will, you know, it'll just be real slow and you can squash it easy. Or uh, this one makes it hyper and it'll attack you. Or this one will just make it wet and (laughs) and annoyed. Um, Wait, is there one that makes it hyper and then it attacks you? That's the fear. That's what you need. need, That needs to be like high lit. Highlighted right. so that you don't get that one by mistake. Maybe there's a raid that just makes its heart beat real fast and gives it a heart attack. This is the thing, though. Honestly, so if know. I knew the detail, if I knew 
those specific details, I don't think I could use the spray. Like this spray makes it so sad that it just jumps off the top of the building. I couldn't do it. That I don't need that kind of detail. This yeah. should be a special password protected website. Because I don't want that. I just want to think that I spray it and then the bugs go away. But what I don't want to do is take a spray intended for spiders, spray it at a hornet, and then have the hornet go, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, now I'm angry. Now, now I'm, I'm angry. angry. Now yeah. you've done it. Right. You've awoken the beast. I like that hornets in your world have such a deep voice. Well, the spray. Normally they're like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, everybody. She's taking a sip of coffee. That was a dramatic sip that I don't think translates to audio. Well, I didn't take it for the, for, I, I didn't take it for them. I took it for me. It was self-care at its finest. Do you know my feeling about the phrase at its finest? I hate it. I feel like things at its finest is like when someone doesn't know what to say about something. Well, but think about it. Well, what do you think it means? So when it means at its finest. It means I don't know how to finish this sentence. So give me an example because I don't believe that I hear it very often. sip of coffee I just had was self-care at its finest. This is... Vacation at its finest. Ooh, Who says that, this though? is luxury at its finest. I feel, yeah, I feel like it's an advertisement. It's, a, it's an ad thing. Um, but it's like also, the, it's like I, the word luxury. Like it doesn't mean anything anymore because if you're looking for an apartment in LA, there's always like luxury apartment, and it's just it just means it has fresh carpeting and maybe a fire, a fake fireplace or something. That sounds luxurious. It's luxury like, at its finest. At its luxury at its finest. I think that it is designed to make some it's like I you know what I think it is? I think it's condescending actually. It's not it's not intended to be, but I think it belies a either a stupidity or a condescension because I feel like whoever's saying it is like, "Ooh, this sounds good. They're going to think this means something." The word finest, like, if you say the word fine, it's just fine. That yeah. It's neutral, mm. right? Like, yeah, that's fine. It's fine. So if something is the finest, it's mean, it, that should mean it's the most neutral, right? It's the most just fine. Right. It shouldn't mean the best. And yet, it, mm, and yet it's we It's got another it meaning. Mean yeah, I know. I'm saying it should mean. Oh, okay. God, stay. You're, this is semantics at its finest. So from now on, what I'm saying is from now on, that's how I'm interpreting it. So I'm just letting everyone know okay. if you use at its finest to me, what I will assume you mean is at its neutralist. Got it. I... While you were saying that, I did think about, imagine if someone was like, Alison Rosen, that's interviewing at its finest. And I'd be like, oh my God, I love you. I love that. So maybe I'm just jealous of all you, the things that I have mean, been called the finest. is at its finest. Well, not from you a second <laughs> after I say it. But I'm just saying, like, I would be, I would, I would buy in and believe it and be like, thank you. You see me. So I don't, I take it back. No one would say that. You... <laughs> What? I'm just saying no one would say that. They say Why? that about they say that about things like dining room sets. But it would Not have meaning if they said it about an interview anyway, about me. This have conversation you... is at its finest. <laughs> well, I just want to point out that when you breathe, you're like this. 
Mm-hmm. Do you want to make more jokes about my health? How, what What are the other this ones is, I made? No, that was the first so far. But <laughs> if you want like to make to more? <laughs> I'm, I think I'm, I may have like uh, uh, in my nose, mm-hmm. like the distance between the cartilage that goes in the middle. Okay, right that that septum is septum, that what it's called? And the edge of my nose, uh-huh. like closes like a like a paper straw. I think that is a deviated septum. And so it makes it real hard to, um, that's why I snore sometimes. Although, yeah, I don't know. makes it hard to breathe if I'm like lying on my left side. Okay, but you're just sitting up right now in the studio. I'm telling you about something that happens, not something that's happening. Okay. Uh, I feel like it did just happen a second ago, though. This is a different thing that happens. All right. Why don't I just sit back and seed the floor? So when I'm sleeping in a bed on my left side. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't breathe okay. through my nose, so I have to wear those Breathe Right strips to open it up. But I can if I turn on to my right side. Uh, so I don't know. And then I thought, well, I, there's probably a surgery to like widen that, that spacing out, and then that sounds horrifically painful, and I don't want to do it. And I think, well, who is it really annoying? Just me. Yeah, not a problem. <laughs> So, yeah, if you truly have a deviated septum, that is the excuse everyone uses for getting nose jobs. You could get the nose job that I wanted since I was 15. I recently put a photo of myself on Instagram that is my ideal face. (laughs) And it involved a little bit of a nose job, some cheek implants, a jaw replacement surgery, a chin uh, enlargement. You gave yourself a cleft, a chin cleft. chin cleft. And other, just various other things. I'm just going to, an eye enlargement. It is so unrealistic. I'm going to hand it to a plastic surgeon and just say, give me the works. Wait. Oh, you're going to use your hornet voice? (laughs) Give me a new voice, too. I want to sound like this. (laughs) Wait, but can we talk about the fact that um, a lot of people thought that that, either they're really joking or they really thought that that was you. Some people seem to think, because I put hashtag no filter. Um. Your eyes are are huge in it. But I feel like people aren't used to seeing me without facial hair. And so oh. they might have thought, he was <laughs> covering up such a masculine jawline. <laughs> and look at that uh, Kirk Douglas chin that he has. Yeah, sometimes Just I don't know. I don't know if people generally assume I'm joking and then you'll be all right. Would you like to hear a call? We have some calls. I'd love to. Again, non-screened. Okay, so this is Wendy again. W-E-N-D-Y. And I called earlier about a stupid joke, like two minutes ago. And then as soon as I started talking, I freaking forgot it because that's who I am. It's what I do. So anyway, anytime somebody says, well, well, well to me, I say, that's deep. It's stupid. That's why I forgot it because it was so freaking deep, and I'm just not that person. Wendy, remember uh, yeah, the last yes. time we did a show, we talked about what was the dumb? Oh, I say, does your face hurt? No, why? Oh, it's killing me. That's like my yeah. dumb joke. Do you have a dumb joke go to? Do I? I'm sure I do. And I ask people to call in with their dumb jokes. That's if you would good. like to, well, 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 that's deep. That's funny. I like I, that. I do. That's my kind of joke. Um, 
if you would like to call into the show, 323-553-2331. And also, so this number, I've had this number before I had this podcast. Back when this was a Ustream show, I used this number. Uh, And... Then when we started, I had stopped taking calls on this show and I was taking calls on Childish, the podcast I do with Greg Fitzsimmons, which if you're not, please go subscribe and listen. Uh, But then I wanted to take calls again on this show. So for a variety, depending on which email address it's attached to, I just changed the Childish number, but I'm still getting calls on this one for Childish, Mm. which is making me think people are behind in Childish, like months behind. Because I've been thinking, why would someone be calling the old number for childish, where where are they being prompted to call it? And it must be that they're listening to old episodes. Old episodes, probably. I'm like a real Perry Mason. Speaking of mm. the show Perry Mason, this is a little bit of TV talk. So if we're going to do TV talk, TV we should listen to it. TV time. 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 I enjoyed HBO Max's Perry Mason with uh, Matthew Reese in the titular role. I love that guy. Matthew Reese. He's such a good actor. There's something so watchable about him. Mm. Did you know that Robert Downey Jr. was supposed to play him for a long time and then they like changed it? I don't know. Well, I saw that uh, he and his wife, who uh, I know... Because um, you went to film school with I her. Because I went to film school with her. Our executive producers on it. And I was curious. Oh, yeah. I was just name dropping. That's right. Mm-hmm. What? You oh. wouldn't? Who out there is so big that, that was, you wouldn't name drop the wife of a huge celebrity? That was name dropping at its finest. It was. Don't think you're better than me. Um yeah, so it was supposed wondered, to be him in the role, and then I think because of his because of scheduling, they had to switch it. He would have been good, but I, I think that it would have been he played Sherlock Holmes in the movies, and it's a very Sherlock Holmesy kind of uh, character. So maybe it's better that he didn't. I never watched the original Perry Mason, but I watched an interview with um, Susan, who you went. You, oh, did you go to? I think well, I went, you know her, I right? Think I know her, yeah. Uh-huh. Because you went to film school with her? I went, yes, I, I think so. USC if film school? If it's the school? same one. Yeah, she, she has a different last name now. Her name is uh, Downey Jr. now. Oh, yes. like, okay. Yeah. So anyway, I watched an interview with her, and she was saying that they didn't look to the, is it Raymond Burr? Is that who played him on TV? They didn't look to the TV. No, not Raymond Burr. Uh, it was, oh, uh, uh, it was, uh, you know, the guy from Andy Griffith. Was it Andy Griffith? No. Who's Raymond Burr? Not. Is that uh, an actor, though? Nectar? Who's Nectar? Is that an actor? Oh. <laughs> Raymond Burr. No, wasn't he like a founding father or something? Oh, come on. Anyway, they didn't look to the TV show. Here, I'll tell they you. They looked to the books, but those didn't have a lot of backstory in them either. So they had to provide backstory because uh, viewers nowadays want oh, understanding. Oh, my God. It was Raymond Burr. <gasps> bum bum bum. Yeah, it'd be a weird pull for me to pull that one out of my ass, unless I'm on Doug Loves Movies, where I do pull things out of my ass. Well, who was I thinking of? Anyway, uh, we're doing a show, so let's focus okay. on being entertaining. Anyway, and start it's over. A really, yeah. So anyway, it's a really. Uh, I liked it a lot. I am a sucker, sucker for historical 
anything that takes place in the past. <laughs> so here's the thing. The first episode, I did enjoy it a lot. However, and this is not a spoiler, the, there's a scene at the very mm-hmm. beginning mm-hmm. that is quite arresting, disturbing. upsetting, disturbing. And then also... They revisit it. They revisit it, yeah. And it involves a baby. Again, I don't think that's a spoiler. I mean, the baby is very fake. Look, well, you know what? If you read an article about it, it will say exactly what the scene is. But again, I am not going to spoil it. Um, I'm just going to almost spoil it. But anyway, it, this is not a spoiler. I must move on. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> really, we need to have a name for what happens. Like it's like your brain enters into an eddy. Do you know what an eddy is? Yes, I sure do. Yeah, into- that's that's how I refer to what happens yes, when it's happens. just like circling around and then debris, twigs, and just old Frito wrappers. I think a shoe just a flew sh- by. Yeah, it's just like circling <laughs> around in this eddy in the river. It's like you got to flush it out. So. Elliot is in the midst of toilet training right now, and he has these meltdowns where he gets very, very compulsive, and things have to be exactly how he wants it, and which I just attribute to like control and toilet training. And anyway, I feel like I, I see so much of myself in our three-year-old. He, he's more you than me. Anyway, but anyway, maybe that's why I like him more. I liked the show, me. but uh, stop. Uh, but I had a tr- I had wait, wait, trouble wait, with that. Scene. I don't like him more than Owen. That's not what I meant. You and you still don't were, d- don't, I don't twist people, it. Yeah, don't. You meant you like him more than I do because that's one of your go to jokes. That's right. Like, oh, or do you like our kid now? Have you? Yeah, you th- do you like him now? Are you, t- are you coming around on him? Coming around. Okay, go ahead. Though. But you don't make these jokes in front of them. No, go ahead. You were talking. Yeah, I was just saying that I had trouble with that scene and it made me wonder would I have been able to tolerate that scene before I had kids? So, because I had a visceral response to it, even though it's very fake looking. But I had this visceral like, oh. About 10 years ago, we released a movie called Keen. Um, and in that movie, it's about a kid that gets kidnapped. And my boss who has two sons w- couldn't watch it. And he's like, it's just, too, I just can't. I can't watch yeah. that stuff. And I was like, eh, you're so- Really? Like, that's crazy. I'm this. I now I totally get uh, Twin Peaks. The return had a scene where uh, a kid dies and it was so gratuitous. It's like to me, it's like the one part of the whole thing that I'm still pissed off about of Twin Peaks return. Yeah, because it was like completely unnecessary. And now if anyone is just tuning in for termite talk, you should know Daniel is a huge David Lynch fan. Yeah. Uh, Huge. Yeah. Specifically Twin Peaks. All right. Settle down. You love him. (laughs) Um, But this scene, I just, I was like so disturbed by and and the Perry Mason thing was was shocking in a similar way, although not quite as bad. And uh, you asked, would I have had, would we have had this reaction before? And I don't think so. Right. Because it looked like a doll, but it's just still, yeah, it was like a physical, like I said, a physical response. Because I think part of what happens in that reaction is, is immediately thinking about what would, what, what if that was your own? Yeah. Owen, and you just, your heart just breaks. Did you, you sorry, go ahead. No, I'm done. Did you see... There was a, a thread on Twitter that kind of went viral yesterday. This guy that I had never heard of who works in tech um, said that not having kids is a form of privilege that doesn't get talked about enough. About that, and I was like immediately it, like, Ugh, I can't. And I moved on. I In the same way that I watched the Audrina series a long time ago, I kind of hate 
Reddit, Grudge Reddit. What's that? What? What's what? Grudge Reddit. There's no... No. <laughs> It would be amazing if there was a whole subculture called Grudge Reddit. I mean, I read it even though, like, to, like I read it with the intention of hating it because I knew how much I disagreed with this guy. Oh, oh, oh. There, there isn't a subreddit. No, called, called Grudge, Grudge Reddit. No, I mean, like, I... Mean, I probably is. I don't know. I don't feel such strong feelings about Audrina anymore, but I remember, like, 10, however, whenever Audrina's show was on many years ago, thinking I'm, like, hate-watching this. But anyway, uh... Yeah, I read it even though it was... It was pissing you off. It was just so... I mean, first of all, that's not what privilege means. Privilege cannot apply to something that you choose or don't choose. Right, I think that's... the And also, it's a privilege to have kids. Well, if you're going to use privilege not in in a different way. I just think it's a misunderstanding of the word... Of how the word privilege is used. Right. You know, I think actually... Part of the problem with that language, I understand it. I'm like personally, I get it and I'm fine with it. You get what? The use so, of privilege. The idea of privilege, white yeah. privilege and all that. But I think one of the problems with it is that it's easily not un- it's not it's not intuitive. Like, like defund the police. Well, even that is a little bit like not exactly what they they're saying well, whatever. That's what I'm saying. It. I'm saying defund oh, oh, the oh, yes, Yeah, I'm saying yes. defund the police. People think it means sh- Shut down the police, and it doesn't mean that. It just means reallocate funds. Yeah, I think that I think that what what happens sometimes is that um, folks on the left will come up with this language because it's what makes the most sense without thinking tactically about how this is going to be heard by right. people. We need to convince, right? And so you go now. You could say, "Oh, who gives a shit?" But you know, I think that you do need to think that. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about privilege, people go like. Well, I've been poor my whole life. No one ever did anything for me. I didn't have any privileges. And it's like, well, yeah, that's not what they mean. Right. But then you sound like, uh, you know, oh, what? You're, you're like a boring old school teacher who's trying to teach them something they mm-hmm. want to hear. And then the same thing with the defund the police. It's like easily used as propaganda against you. So it's easily used by the Tucker Carlson's of the world to say, like, they think that you've had things handed to you, and we know that you worked really hard for everything you did. Right. And it's like, well, that's not what they're fucking saying. And with the defund the police, you know, they look, they want to get rid of all police. And what? Then you're just going to be – someone's going to be breaking into your home, and no one's going to – it's like part of the problem is the language, you know. That you're using now, I don't know if I feel that way 100 percent about defund the police because I think that's actually been persuasive. But mm-hmm. uh, right, I'm just saying, and we talked around this. So there's arguments about whether it's the right language or not. Yeah, and then there's arguments about those arguments. I'm, I've kind of come around on it, mm-hmm. I, but this is how I felt. But definitely with privilege, it's like there's a lot of people who just do not understand that. And to, but this guy really is has it all backwards because. To say it's a privilege to not have kids? What? Yeah, I don't understand what he means. It's like someone got angry. He's just talking about all the extra work that goes into having kids that people who don't have kids don't have to do. It's like someone got pissed that he missed a couple meetings at his job because of his kids. And he's like, no, you don't see all the work I'm doing in the background. And also, like, I'm raising and taking part in raising the future generations of people that are going to help tend to you, you childless fuck, when you're old. And it's just, it's so self-important, sanctimonious, backwards. Okay, I want to play devil's advocate here. And I'm not defending his use of the word privilege here. Okay, can I, I just make a point, though? Yeah, no. 
I'm just going to make a point here. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, it's Allison's show. Thank you. Uh, and again, this is, I think that privilege, the way that it's used, means something you're born into. However, it is because of our privilege that we were able to do IVF and have kids. Again, I don't know that that's the right way of using privilege, but I'm just saying, like, you get what I'm saying. Now, what's your point? Okay, so you're looking at it from a um, from the point of view of sort of a white, middle, upper class person, but there you does need to be... Back. Well, there are people who are like working class people who have children, who have challenges because they have children that aren't necessarily accounted for. Well, someone made the point that he should just, instead of this weird, like men's advocacy thing that he's saying, just say, and therefore we should have universal childcare and universal pre-K. Like that's what, that's the logical extension of his gripe. I just think he's, I think we're, we're objecting to his use of privilege, but the point is a good one that, and it's not for people like us, that it's necessarily it, or important. nor him he's a but, zillionaire but, okay but it is important like you think about the quarantine right and you go okay how is it affecting people in all these different ways and, and you you know you just go down the list and then you say okay people who are working people who have children um and are forced to go back to work okay those people who have children are forced back to go back to work they have an extra challenge because they have children, and that needs to be dealt with. And, and the way that our society deals with it is like, well, I guess we open up the schools. But the, yes, but that's not his point. No, no, I know. I, I, you know, I agree with you. I completely agree with you. And also, I get what he's saying. He's saying that like everything that a kid, person with kids does had to be planned for. It took a village. There was, I mean, yes, I, and I believe me, I have children. I don't know if you're aware. And, I'm aware of how difficult it can be, how much planning is required, how much childcare is necessary, what it is like to not have childcare. This guy just went about it in a really backwards way. Yeah. Um, I've, I think I've come to a place now where I am currently, where I am less interested in policing the, the way people fumble around with language. And this I'm not saying you're wrong. Some. I didn't read like I didn't read the thread, so I'm not activated by what you're talking about here. But I think there's a lot of like hand wringing about, uh, oh, you said this the wrong way or whatever, and it's like it, it distracts from what what we need to be focused on, which is policy. But yeah, I get what you're saying. He's probably annoying. I didn't read it. I'd probably be annoyed too if I read it. Maybe you're right. I mean, this is this is Greg Fitzsimmons' joke of. Um, that he and I should have a segment called Codependent Crossfire where we come at things from a different side and by the end, we both just agree with the other person. Because <laughs> um, now I'm like, oh, maybe you're right. Maybe I didn't give it a fair well, shake. No, I, think- I feel like he is angry and having a temper tantrum and not taking responsibility for the fact that like you chose to have kids and yes, it's hard and there is some good that can come out of other people seeing how hard it is, but he's just like, you don't get how hard I have it. I think what's annoying about it is that he's using language that is used for people who are genuinely like, yes, it, you know, the word privilege is used to describe something that, uh, you know, uh, has to do with people of color and women and people who are uh, 
have you know that have to do with structural society things right that 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 privilege certain groups over other groups and he's trying to get in on that and that's what's annoying because you're like a white dude and you're trying to get some of that privilege coin yeah you know and it's like no dude you chose to have kids you don't get to have that we can have a conversation though about the kids thing but like don't use that language right i think that's maybe the problem yeah okay okay can we talk about working from home for a second and how hard it is though we're talking about privilege so those of you who who don't have a wife at home i believe you have privilege Okay, because I'm at home and I'm on my very important phone call and my wife's in the other room. And what happens? What happened? <laughs> totally. It's just what happened. <laughs> uh, I was actually doing Fred Willard. Um, oh. I'm, I'm on this call. Who this was person. this call with? I'm not going to say her name, but she's, uh, she's a finance person. Okay. We're doing something very, very requiring focus. Okay, and I'm we're going through numbers mm-hmm. and For, you're in forecasts. The, you're in the office, and I'm in the kitchen, which is not that close, but an echoey house. Yeah, and uh, I'm listening or I'm talking. I can't remember. And then I just hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so fucking loud, and. <laughs> It really, I mean, that burp really, like, whatever the acoustic sweet spot of the house is, that just nailed it. it. You aimed for it. It was so much louder than I thought it was going to be, and it was, like, rich You know how there's that restaurant in Italy where if you're at one side of the restaurant and you you talk into the wall, the person on the other side can hear it? Spaceland was kind of like that. Okay, go ahead. That's how this was. And uh, very loud. Very. I think it amplified as it got to... Is it rolled to its crescendo? There was a pause on the phone. As Are you serious? Oh, God. A brief pause. <laughs> and uh, and then we moved on as though nothing had happened. I think there was a thought of, did, did that? Was that? I'm sorry. Then you come into the office <laughs> and I give you a look so that you understood that I heard that. that no, heard that's that. not what happened. Okay, you tell your version and I'll tell my version. It'll be a real he said, he said, she said. And then you just started laughing <laughs> Like a maniac. So what this person on the other side of my call heard was a large... She she probably thinks I live with a trucker who then burps and then laughs uncontrollably. Oh, that is kind of right. Yeah. All right. So anyway, I'm in the kitchen. I need to burp. I gave it a little extra gusto. You knew I was on a call. But I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. And so then as soon as I'm... Finish. <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck! And you look at me and you point your ear and you go, "I'm on a call." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Sorry, sorry, sorry. I know, sorry." And then just the sheer embarrassment and hilariousness of it hit me. And so then I had to exit. So then I went in the office and then I was trying to work. Meanwhile, you just keep shooting me dirty looks, <laughs> and I and I'm just like, all of a sudden I'm overcome with how funny the whole thing was. Yeah. So then I left. We're children. (laughs) Um, It could have been worse. It could have been a fart. Oh, my God. It really could have been. I mean, it's 50-50 these days. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, 
Well, thankfully. Apologies. Yeah. Would you like to hear a call? Yeah. Hi, Allison and Daniel. Uh, this is Stephanie calling from the Bay Area. Um, I didn't expect that to happen so fast. Um, hi. Yeah, I'm calling from the hospital uh, because I have had two surgeries this week, and I wanted to briefly share that. Three nurses here so far have told me that they expect surgeries will be completely suspended again by August uh, because they're expecting a massive surge of COVID-19 cases. Uh, I hope that makes someone as nervous as it makes me. Uh, let's, let's try to keep social distancing and wearing our masks, folks. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's uh, a weird weird realization to have. Uh, the hospital is dead, dead quiet because no visitors are allowed. Uh, the only real noise is the boomer in the next room over who alternates between slamming his call button and yelling at nurses and using his cell phone to yell at his wife. Um, he doesn't want to be here. Uh, can't say I blame him, but I think that our reasons are different. Uh, I wish that I could be participating in some way. Uh, in all the protests that are going on right now, but if the rambling nature of this phone call wasn't enough of a heads up, the meds they have me on and the surgery I just had combined to make me kind of useless. Uh, it's a good time. It's a great time. It's a good time to be useless. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for sharing your dynamic on these Monday shows during quarantine. Uh, they've, they've been a really wonderful interlude that I've, really appreciate it and I know a lot of other people have to um yeah I think I think that's it uh black lives matter fuck the police and also fuck this dude in the next room over Ugh. um thank you uh goodbye oh this was Stephanie bye Stephanie thank you for calling in I hope that you are recovering I'm curious what your surgeries were and yeah that's horrifying wait so there, I that, thought they were only closing down uh, elective surgeries <clears throat> they're closing down all surgeries no she was saying that she expects that they will have closed down again yeah I know um, but, but when they do that they're gonna they're gonna I don't I don't know what that means I can't exactly. imagine that if they're if you go in with a heart attack or something and need They'll just be like, sorry. Yeah, I think they they still do emergency, emergency surgeries. Emergency surgeries. But it sounds like they had gotten back to normal a bit. I see. Um, do you feel what I feel a little bit? And I don't know that this uh, stands up to logic, but I feel like, motherfucker, if we are going to have to like com- shut down hardcore again, why wasn't I out not shutting down during all this time that made no difference? No, I don't feel that because I don't want to get it. But I mean, aside from that... <laughs> Aside from that concern. No, I'm just pissed off at everybody who didn't take this seriously enough. Um, I remember hearing from my mom and and people in Arizona um, a month ago, two months ago, about how no one was wearing masks. They're still not wearing masks. It's like, I don't know. I I, I just, uh, it's crazy how wearing masks has become... Political. this politicized thing and you know there's the part of it where you have you know oh it's you're not a real man if you wear a mask which is just the stupidest thing ever because like how weak is your sense of masculinity that wearing a mask makes you a girl but, <laughs> but like, also like robbers and manly men wear masks so i'm a little confused but i think it has to do with like just wear a bandana it's, it's like tough you know looking. you're you're 
you're one of the she- there's there's so much craziness that's yes. going on right now. There's because uh, I've been really thinking a lot about this. There's there's this thing that's happening where people on the right and not you know look everyone who listens to this show I'm sure knows to wear a fucking mask. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Okay, but. They're being told, like, if you wear a mask, you're inhaling your own carbon dioxide and it makes you sicker and it's bad for your health. And, and it's like, if that were the case, every fucking surgeon and nurse who works in, an, you know, in, a, in a hospital, every person who wears a mask for a living would have these problems and they don't. No, but then they're like, no, you don't understand. They're in a sterile environment, which does not make any sense. That's not what they're saying. They're saying oh, I've seen the people, people say on that. the right. Well, some people might. Here, here's, what, here's, here's the thing. I just want to say this. Uh, we spent a lot of time, uh, a lot of us have spent a lot of time for the last three years trying to figure out how can they believe X? Yeah. How can they believe that? How is it? And I think what's happened, and this is really scary, is that on the right, besides the fact that they've, they've convinced everybody to, to stop thinking of themselves as part of a society and just think of yourself as an individual. So it only, it only matters as far as it impacts you. But more than that, on a larger level, everything has been lifted. Every single thing has been turned into symbol symbology. The whole world has been, has been turned into signifiers and symbols instead of real things. And then that, because of that, every single thing can be turned into a political, uh, can be politicized because it's not real. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like Semiotics. something is, yeah. So something like a mask, which is you you wear a mask because you're part of a society, and as a society, we need to 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 help each other right now so that millions of people don't die. Okay, and it's real simple. It's like your neighbor might have a mom who has who's old, or they your neighbor might have a respiratory problem, and so you healthy person young, healthy person, don't go to the bar without a mask or don't go to the bar, right? Real simple stuff so that your neighbor... It's mind-controlled, dude. ...doesn't die. But because it's not real, because it's, because it's all signifiers, it's all right versus left, you don't be a cuck, uh, then you're not going to be a cuck. I'm not going to be a bitch, as Rogan would say or whatever. And it's like, no, what you are going to be is a caring member of a community who cares about one another because that it's real. So I think just things have become unreal. And I'm not saying it only happens on the right, but it's happening way more on the right, in my opinion. And I think, I, I, I feel like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, you may disagree, whatever. Um, and that, that's real fucking dangerous because once everything is, is a symbol and everything's a signifier, that's how... World War II happened. Yeah. And I'm not Orwellian. saying we're about to... I'm not saying, oh, now it's we're at Nazi time. But it's like if you study the Japanese and you study the Germans, like that's what fucking right. happens. Things stop being real. They start being symbols. And then you start getting into the manipulation of those symbols. And it's like... it's uh, That's where I get really scared with this shit. Um, and uh, I don't know where we go from here because I don't think that... I don't think we're going back... Like we can go back into another quarantine and get people to start wearing masks in order to get to herd immunity, quote unquote. I mean, so many people have to die. We're we're talking about anywhere between like seven and twelve million people will die. 
I think it just stems from there's a lot of distrust all around and that distrust is being manipulated and politicized um, to the detriment of the people who are doing the distrusting. Anyway, let's move on Wait, to something lighter. But real quick before okay, we Okay, or let's not. You know, hey, <laughs> but it was just, it was just a suggestion. One last thought. It's, it's as though it's – though, it's as though a lot of people have been hypnotized and they're thinking of everything as though they're in a dream. And they're interpreting things as though everything has meaning. Mm-hmm. That's how QAnon and stuff can, can – you can sit there and, and create all this meaning because it's like you're the dreamer and um, every single thing, like in a dream, you go, well, what did, what did the house feel like? What was the meaning of this? What was the meaning of that? And it's all meaning as it relates to you. Yeah. It, there, it's um, – oh, fuck. What is it called? So, solipsism. Yeah. Is it, is it a term for when you believe that only your um, – you, like reality can only be known as you experience it. That's solipsism. But also this thing where everything is interpreted as a symbol is um, a little closer to mental illness than it is to wellness. Yeah. And, and, and all this is interesting. I don't have an opinion about wh- wh- why. Right? right. But you see it in cults. You see it like where the cult leader hypnotizes their flock to the point where it's like they, they look up at the sky, mm-hmm. which is clearly blue. Everybody looks up at the sky. They see a blue sky and they say, the sky is red. And everyone goes, yep, the sky is red. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you've been captured by this person. You've been hypnotized and now you're in a dream. Right. And now that you're in a dream, we can manipulate reality. Mm-hmm. So you can see something clearly with your own eyes. Right. You can hear something. The person can then say, you didn't see what you just saw. That's you gaslighting. You... Well, gaslighting is, is the same thing. It's, yeah, it's that's what I'm it. saying. Yeah. yeah. And, it's the tool. And so you go, yes, I agree with you. And it's like, you're, you're, no, you're no longer like trusting. Uh, you don't know who to trust. You don't know where. You... Right. And Well, I, I can. Sorry, did I cut you off? No. but uh, uh, Should I? You probably should. I can speak to that a tiny bit because um, my dad lied to me growing up Mm -hmm. about the fact, you know, the the one that I've talked about a thousand times before, the fact that he told us we weren't Jewish and I believed him, even though it didn't make any sense that we weren't. There was all this evidence that we were. And anytime I would ask about it, the lies would get more and more fabulous and it made less and less sense and more and more people around me insisted that I was Jewish. And I mean, it's like, I'm a smart, intelligent person. How did I believe that? And that's something that I wonder a lot. There's a lot of stuff about my childhood that relates to that. But, but specifically that, that one that was so egregious and so like, come on, how did I believe that? And it's just, I believe, well, a couple things. There was this feeling in our house that my, first of all, my dad is the ultimate authority. Um, and also that you can't really trust what's out there. You can trust what's in here. Mm-hmm. And someone told me that that's like actually very common in, in Jewish families. Like you're not safe out there. You are safe in here. You're safe in the family. And out. to be fair, it's, it's like, true. That's <laughs> it's for, very, yeah. Very, well, I mean, and that goes back to the reason of why he, Felt yeah. that we were safer. Like, if we I, didn't I think get we were why Jewish. he did it, and I feel like I, you know, I understand it. I'm not saying 
he made the right choice, but you know, yeah, I, I'm not in his shoes. Right. Um, but also I believed this person has my best interest at heart and they would never lie to me. And so despite mounting evidence that there were lies, that couldn't challenge the fundamental belief I had that like, but this person wouldn't lie to me. And so I think that... So it creates cognitive disconnect. Dissonance. Dissonance. Yeah. And so I think that all these people walking around who believe this stuff where you and I are like, how can you believe that? Look at all the evidence. They have this framework set up where it's like, but that person has my best interest at heart. They wouldn't lie to me, but the mainstream media would lie to me. Fauci would lie to me. Doctors would lie to me. CNN would lie to me. They, you know, they all like they're, they all have this, they all have this grand plan, you know, et cetera. Right. So, so exactly. So you go, okay, I believe that Trump would never lie because they, they believe Trump doesn't lie. Right. Which is to me. Mind boggling. So, but you go, okay, let's say that's your starting point. And you really believe that you believe Trump wouldn't lie. Well, then you have to create Q. QAnon had to exist because QAnon conspiracy is the only way to resolve the cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. It's the only way. It's like that guy, and, and we can move on. The guy, I, I think about that guy at the Tulsa rally they interviewed. I don't know if you saw this. And he was like not wearing a mask. And he's like, well, yeah, like um, I forget what it was. It was like my neighbor died of COVID and then, and then their like, brother is in the hospital dying of COVID. So I understand it's real. But at the same time, like, can you know what's real and who to trust? And you're like, oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Like, your fucking person close to you died, and you still don't know what's real. Listen, I don't want to hear all that. Folks, I just want to say this. What's real? The old DQ is real. Just listen to me. The old DQ. Did you just make yourself a prospector? Uh, no, I'm I'm just trying to gain the trust of our audience. Oh well, listen. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want <laughs> prospector. You said listen to old DQ. Old, yeah, no, you're right. <sighs> oh yeah. Uh, oh, I'm just an old prospector. Clang 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 clang. All right. What's is that? Your prospecting my, tools? My pots and pans. <laughs> whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not what your husband is saying or is listening to. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market and that they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet with six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing. I love the seamless Bluetooth pairing. More bass and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable, perfect for conference calls or binging podcasts. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during video calls. You've heard me talk about how the company was founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, Melissa Etheridge are obsessed, Allison Rosen, are obsessed with Raycons. Pick up a pair and see what all the hype is about. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% 
percent off your order at buyraycon.com slash best friend. That's buyraycon, R-A-C-O-N.com slash best friend for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash best friend. Okay. Um, I think it's time to hear what some people think of the show. And I would just like to send a hearty thank you to all the people who've left comments recently. Miss Nikki J uh, left comments on iTunes, which you know is Apple Podcasts. Miss Nikki J, Swarlesbad, DPW4050, Laura Kells, maybe it's Lauren Kells, J Flows03, Glassby, Sabby J, Monterey Jazz, Final Straw Now. Thank you so much for your nice comments. I love these names. They're great. Would you like to hear a couple comments? Let's hear what people think. Let's do... Was, was one of those Slabby Jazz? Sabby J. Sabby. And then Monterey Jazz. Oh, slabby Jazz is like my favorite kind of jazz. Slabby. It's a slabby. <laughs> it's really... You know who was into Slabby Jazz? Who? Carrie Matheson from oh, Homeland. Oh my God, she totally was. She I loves like Slabby Jazz. Slabby Jazz has a lot of whacking bass, like... Like the Seinfeld theme song? Is that slabby? Yeah, that would be slabby jazz. That's slabby. Primus pro- oh, like slap bass. Let's move on. <laughs> Did I not yes and you enough? Do you need to fire me? You always have to define everything, Allison Rosen. You Are you calling me by my, by my whole name now? Yeah, go on. Let's move on. Let's get to the compliments. Okay. Uh, Okay, whenever you hand me these to read, I always have to scan it to see if my name's in it, to see if I care. Great. (laughs) Okay, this one is I Love Me Some Allison Rosen by Lauren Kells. Mm -hmm. I'm a longtime listener and feel like Allison really is my friend. I love hearing her point of view on an array of topics. She's so friendly and fun, (laughs) but also smart and funny. Allison discusses out loud things I think about all the time. I love the Monday show interviews. I have learned a lot from the Monday guests. And Thursday, party time. Chilling with Allison and Daniel and friends. I love it. Thank you for great shows. And I highly recommend being a patron for the bonus episodes and monthly live streams. So worth it. Smiley face. Thanks, Lauren. She didn't specifically mention these shows with you. What do you make of that? Well, she she mentioned me as a Thursday th- person, oh. so this is uh, maybe she's behind. Okay. Um, and look, look. Often I will I like to read a negative one, but this one is an update. So someone was like, "This Daniel, this having to listen to Daniel is the final straw. I'm out." Remember that? Oh yeah. Update. <laughs> final straw. No way here to stay. Final straw. Now you won me back over, Daniel. You did go a little too far with your politics again on June 7th. <laughs> but so what? We can agree to disagree. I love the, f- the show so much with Greg, Colonel Jeff Fox, hashtag Al, and Jenna. How what? old is this comment? Jeez. By the way, no, you just did oh, an duh. episode. Jeez. By the way, it did that thing where it turned an and sand into and and then the letters AMP. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Anyway, I still love it. Sorry for the bad review. I regret it. No one should be as judgy as my review. I've been listening since you left Adam. Well, thank you. I mean, honestly. I like when we bring them back into the fold. I appreciate it, but it's also okay. Look. Hey, 
I'm sorry. What? Sorry. No, it's not fucking okay. Uh, you. Listen, it's okay if you dislike Daniel, but it's not okay if you storm off. That hurts my feelings. Well, not that I, not, I mean, I don't notice, but all I'm saying is smash that subscribe button. I, I think we're all living in a very, very difficult time. And I try not to be hard on people who have extreme reactions to things. Uh, we're all trying to deal with this shit and um you know hey god bless uh but uh i i really respect people that come come around too on you <laughs> on, on me, especially <laughs> if you come around on me hey uh just an update folks who have uh unfollowed me on twitter because i was too much during the primaries well guess what i am Still a little bit too much, but not as too much as I was. So you can follow me again, and it's good times. Give me an example of one good time tweet. Oh, I couldn't. What do you mean? I don't know. I just want like a funny tweet. I just want to. Well, you're suggesting that you're different than you were, and no, I'm just not as seems... relentless. I'm not as. Uh, I just retweet stuff I think is interesting, but I'm not as like in your face with my political opinions as I was. Oh, come on. John, don't make me show receipts. <laughs> do you like that phrase? I kind of do, actually. Because mm. I like mm. it when, I, I, I really like it when new language comes along, new phrases come along to describe something perfectly that was hard to describe before. Yeah. Showing receipts is one of those that does that. Let's listen to a call. Hi, Allison. This is Candace. I am calling because I manage a veterinary clinic, and the fact that you guys called and asked about that doctor as a person. Okay, I got to explain. So on the Thursday show, we had Helen Hong, Jackie Johnson, and Tony. And Jackie talked about she's in Delaware right now, and she had to take her dog to the vet. But because you can't go into the vet, she just talked to the vet on the phone. And she got the sense that he was probably really hot. And she even played, she put him on speakerphone, and her fiance agreed that he was probably really hot. So she's like, I got to find a picture of him. So then hell, I forget how it came up. But Somehow it was determined that someone has to call and ask if he's hot. So then <laughs> Helen did it, and it was amazing. She talked to the receptionist and had like a full-on conversation. And Because I, I said that if I were to do it, I would have been like, hi, I was just curious, is this doctor hot? Well, he's attractive. Okay, thanks, bye. But Helen like drew her out, had a full-on conversation. It was so ballsy and and actually really funny. So that's what Candace is referring to. Then it made me incredibly happy as a manager. It made me really uncomfortable. But I would like to say that the lady that answered the phone at that clinic was super professional and to a point, um, but still stayed kind of professional. I have played that clip for my employees. And let me just tell you that you made that receptionist day. She has been dealing with jerk clients during this pandemic and curbside service. And you guys provided her with a story to tell. She is going to live on the high that she got from that phone call for at least a day and a half. So congratulations. You made a veterinary employee very happy. And um, as far as looking up this doctor, does the vet clinic not have a website? Because we have a website and it has all of our doctor's pictures and their names and their bio and all that stuff. So 
Um, that's probably how you would find that doctor and get a picture of him. All right. You guys have a good day. Thanks. Bye. Of course, I'm picturing the vet in Shit's Creek. Yeah, I was too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he's not on their website because he's new. Okay. Full disclosure. Mm. Put Allison Rosen on it. I found his picture. Wah, wah, wah. I used to be a reporter. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You just went into Lexus Nexus. No, I used to have a password for Lexus Nexus. No, I found one of the doctors that is on the website on Facebook, and then I searched his name in this her is friends. From years of tracking down old flames, old guys. That no, you it's had from on. it's from work. Yeah, work. Uh huh. Anyway, we have determined that he's cute. But he's not, because the woman said he was like an eight or a nine, and I don't, we don't feel he's a nine. He's not Ted. He's not Ted. I don't. But here's the thing: I feel like if you met him in real life, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, he's totally What's, charismatic. I totally get it." Right. But I also feel like, what's she gonna say? No, he's not attractive. But there are he, so many guys, myself included, that when you look at a picture, it's like, nah. but it's something about our charisma <laughs> we have a we exude handsome mm-hmm. and it's like we just cast a spell on you gals like Mwah. but it it, it does, it's not capturing a photo right and then there are guys who look handsome and then you see see them like animated and you're like they they're not so speaking of shit's creek i mm-hmm. would actually say that the guy who played mutt um it is sorry, I just got distracted for a second because I saw what time it was. Um, the guy who played Mutt could be a model when he shaved his beard. I think he probably is a model. Yeah, but he's not the most charismatic, so mm-hmm. I feel like he probably is better in a catalog. Yeah, yeah, that's like the opposite of me. I'm right, not not real good on on. Okay, this shtick is getting old. Go ahead. You know. So I'm going to do a Patreon live stream in a moment. And I realized earlier, I'm going to be all warmed up for my Patreon live stream. I should Maybe I should have done it the other way where I'm like all worn up and broken in in a good way. I'm like humming for this show. Instead, you got cold, Allison. You swap it up. That's why you should subscribe to Patreon. 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 Yeah. Patreon is real fun. You can get you can watch me nervously biting my finger the entire time that Helen is on the phone call trying not to laugh or burp. <laughs> um but you get videos of the episodes and all sorts of other stuff. Yeah. Boy, the hard sell really petered out. What did? My hard sell for Patreon really petered out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I relate. To what? To not being able to do the self promo thing. I don't know if that's what I would say. Okay. Well, I'm relating to what I heard from what you said you know that's an annoying thing that people do not anything you did what i just did Hmm. um it's not shitting on someone's point but it's like when they try to relate to you and and then and then you go that's not what i meant yeah you're like "Mm, i don't think it's that exactly and you're like okay (laughs) this is exhausting for me you have an obsession with with having things knowing what's real what's true like you're you're yes. like you're like uh, like obsessive almost about it. Like so so if somebody is like playing along and they get something wrong in order to go along, you'll correct it because one thing you do. This is super annoying. <laughs> is, oh, I'm all ears. Is I will be shining our kids on specifically Elliot in order to like 
try to manipulate him away from something, for example, like, you know, uh, we, you know, trying to get him into bed or whatever. And so I'll be making up a story and you'll be like, no, it isn't. Like, you, you don't get that. Yeah, yes, I know it's not true. Honey. I catch myself always, just like with the burp. I'm like, oh, but and you, then I go, oh, shit. But, but it's like you need to make sure that you're registering what's real versus what's not real. But it's sort of, un- it, it happens faster than my brain can catch it. I, I, I know. Uh, but it's, uh, it's not helpful sometimes. That's all I'm saying. And then it's like, okay, right. I am lying. Can we still do the thing or whatever? I wish I could think of an example, but I can't. So, uh, you know, moving on. Well, maybe it'll be like, oh, we don't have any of that. We got to buy yes, it tomorrow. And right. I'll be like, oh, we have that. Yeah, we have that. <laughs> no, we have some right here. And it's like, I have lost all credibility now because he knows that I lie all the time. I don't think he thinks you're lying. I think he just thinks you're wrong. Same difference. We Whatever. don't want to leave too much room for them to to feel like they're empowered to push back against things too much. A certain amount of it, but then I don't want to create a teenager that just never takes any limits as being real because he knows I'm full of shit. Look, I said I'm sorry. I don't need you to be sorry. I need you to change your ways. You are someone it's interesting the way the tables have turned and where you're like i just sometimes feel like you're not on the same team Weren't as we me ending the show yeah we were but um hang on i had to work out a burp in a silent way <clears throat> see i've grown i've Great. changed Great. um because i would say for years you were not on my team in okay. terms of like just blab and stuff that doesn't need to be blab. Maybe I was more on your team than you realize. Maybe it was for your own good. <laughs> I do. One thing I've had to work on. You're right. One thing I've had to work on is knowing what. This isn't a lie thing. This is different. So what you're talking about is like I would be lying and you would correct my lie with their kid. Like I would lie about not having something we yeah. have or something. Uh-huh. Um, but what you're talking about is more like divulging information that I shouldn't be divulging at, at, to someone who I shouldn't be divulging it to. For example, we bought our house in May. We didn't move in until October. It's a whole long story. But we closed on the house in May and we waited a little while to tell our landlord because we didn't know when we were going to be moving out. I mean, like legally we had to give them 30 days and we wanted to give them a little bit longer than that, but we didn't want to all of a sudden have them, we didn't want to be without a home, without a place to live for, for a period of time. So it made sense. Let's wait to tell them till we know when our move out date was. So we were finally like, it looked like it was going to be, you know, 30 days away. And by the way, this was like in August. So it still was even longer. It still stretched out until the end of October. But we had our, we ran into our landlord's daughter, who's kind of our landlord downstairs. And we had the conversation and then, um, and we're explaining like, oh, we bought a house, so we're looking. We're probably going to move out, you know, end of September, da da da. Um, and then Daniel, I watched Daniel go, yeah, we we bought, we closed on it back in May, and we just didn't know when to tell you. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why was that bad? <laughs> because it, 
maybe it doesn't really matter, but to me, it shows that we were holding in this information for all this long time that we were like keeping something from her. But I think it's understandable. I guess I just do a different math in my head than you do about why. I just don't think it matters. I don't think she cares. What was the math that you were doing? I don't think she cares. That's the math. And you think that she would be, she would feel like we held something from her. I would feel that way. But I mean, we've been there for five years. We haven't had a relationship with them. But it's not know. like we talk to her all the time. It's not like she's like a, a really super close friend and we're just like, who, boy, there's this secret. I mean, it, it's like we talk to her maybe every few weeks, you know? Uh, and also, it's it's totally understandable that someone would wait to tell their landlord. Like, that's a very, um, as a landlord, I would get it. I just felt like she didn't need to know. To me, that was... I well, feel like sometimes different. you get nervous in a conversation and you're like, I'm what? definitely not doing this. What? Come on. I never get nervous. In stupid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're just like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I we did. have exactly this much money to spend on a car. I've never done that. <laughs> you haven't done that, but it's, it's like no, that. No, 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 no. I brought it up because I thought it was funny. I brought it up. Oh, yeah, oh, up to like, her. And, yeah. It's like mm. okay, well, I guess that's where we disagree. We're not funny, haha, or even funny, interesting. <laughs> just funny shouldn't have been shared. Just funny in the most banal way possible. Right, small talk conversation that is better. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Oh God, thank you so much for listening. Um. People have been loving my cameos lately because I get the whole family involved. Cameo.com. You, really go, you go full in. I do. Cameos, I, give, which, I give them their money. Which means now it. you really have to because now that's... I don't always... Th- roll the dice, you guys. You don't know what... You know what? I am concerned, and Tony can handle this, but I'm concerned that I've recorded myself at a volume that's slightly too high. Sorry, Are Tone you peeking Zone. out? I feel like I might be a little bit. Should I, should I adjust it for the last minute of no, the podcast? No. <laughs> Follow me on <clears throat> Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen. Follow me on Patreon, on Cameo. Don't follow me on Patreon, but sign up for my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Cameo.com slash Allison Rosen. YouTube.com slash Allison Rosen. And make sure you're subscribed everywhere. And please uh, leave us nice comments. We like them. Daniel? Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I am dipping my toes into hard-hitting political cartoons, by which I mean really silly, stupid things. I'm inspired by David Huntsberger, who uh, was doing them, and he was great. Uh, I enjoyed those, so now I want to practice drawing and doing them. And so follow me there, and uh, be confused. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time go Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new band